0: It's I on Real Estate on AM 970. The answer. AM
1: 970 presents I on Real Estate.
2: morning. I'm Dottie Herman, and you're listening to Re- Eye on Real Estate, and we're the only show on talk radio that's all about real estate and all of the millions of things that have to do with real estate, which is the date of, in the time of this pandemic, real estate has kind of ruled the roost. Um, it's always been important, but I think it's even more important now. And this is a new de- decade, and there's a lot of things going on. And so... I'm going to help give you a lot of information about things that are going on that maybe some of you know about, some of you don't. Uh, and of course, we'd love to hear your thoughts. So um, at 866 that's eight six six nine seven zero nine six two two. 970 I want to welcome Ace, our financial guru, and Stephen Ebert, our legal person. And Kyle has been great enough to come and help me set this whole thing up because I uh, needed some help. I'm not the technology expert. In any event, it's been a while. We have not been on the air for three weeks. And in 10 years, uh, I don't think I've missed. Maybe in 10 years, I might have missed four times. So I just want to explain I uh, was getting ready for the holidays and uh, one of my daughter's friends came to help me put up the tree and get the house ready. And two days later, he called me and said, Dottie, I just want to tell you I have COVID. And I said, oh, that's all I need. So I went to an emergency center and um, the doctor said, well, I have some good news and I have some bad news for you. The good news is you don't have COVID. The bad news is you sound like you have a bad cough. I'm taking x-rays and you have pretty bad pneumonia. So I I spent two or three weeks with pneumonia that was so bad. Um, And I'm not sure how you can tell the difference when it's pneumonia or COVID, but it was pneumonia. And I'm just starting to feel a little bit better now, but it's been uh, a drain. Um, So we're back. And I, um, I want to, I, I've been given a lot of thought about the show. And of course, our, our show has primarily and always been about real estate and everything that has to do with real estate, which is finances and, and the legal parts of it. And it still does. But so many things have, COVID has changed so many things. And there's so many different things that are coming out that I'd like to be able to talk about real estate and always keep that as a focus, but also get into some of the newer things that are coming out, the newer technologies, the newer systems, um, because I have to tell you, I sat last night after, I, I must have sat four hours trying to listen to tapes on things that are really so out of my realm that the world is moving so quickly. But I want to keep everybody informed of what's going on. So, it's wonderful to be back. And I want to ask everyone, I hope Ace and Steven and Kyle is with me today, had a happy new year. How was your New Year's and your holidays? Ace?
3: Happy New Year, Dottie. Happy 2022, everybody. Uh, my oh, new yeah. Year was, uh, um, it was uh, ruined a little bit by the, by the whole Omicron phase, Dottie. I was supposed to actually travel with family, but, you know, two folks um, in my family got Omicron, so that kind of um, dampered a little bit of our uh, holiday plan, so we actually stayed in uh, for the New Year's, which was great, actually, Dottie, I was actually able to just kind of catch up and really and, focus on and what... for
2: you, yeah, for yeah, you, you're you know, always I running. Mean,
3: Usually, usually I'm always running. We're always going to all these like New Year's Eve parties and things of that nature. But this year was a a very, very good uh, New Year to kind of just like reset, um, stay in and really focus on 2022. And, um, you know, this whole Omicron craze is just insane, Dottie, in New York, because here we were, everything was getting back to normal. All the restaurants, you know, nightlife, everything in New York City was doing so well. And then Come, the, come I, I guess the Omicron craze the last two weeks of the year in uh, New York City was pretty quiet. So it's actually pretty, pretty amazing to see. But, you know, hopefully 2022, we come out of this pretty strong. And there's, there's a lot of good, positive things happening, Dottie. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Oh, you know? there
2: is. But I, think, I had the same yeah. experience. I had... Um... Maybe a couple of weeks before Christmas, because I celebrated Christmas in the Hamptons. But I was in the city at my apartment. And, of course, I've always had out-of-staters who want to not get a hotel, want to stay with me. So I had company. And the hotel, because I live in a hotel condo, half of it's hotel and half Uh, the condo, uh, which is not the safest place to be with COVID. But in any event... uh, the place was packed. I've lived there 12 or 13 years. I have never seen it so busy. And I would say they were not foreigners, mostly like Midwesterners. And they're so polite. They were coming over like nothing. Oh, we have extra drinks. We're not going to drink them here. Plopping them on my table. I'm like, Oh, well thank you, but I'm not drinking them. Okay. (laughs) But it was so jammed. And, um, I came back the other day to pick up some clothes and one of the girls that helps with the luggage said to me, you know, Dottie, she said, I got laid off during COVID because and they have a strong union. I got laid off because, you know, there was no people really staying that much. Now it got so busy. I was so excited. And now they're laying me off again because as soon as the word of COVID came, there was a million cancellations. And then I was uh, friendly with the old, one of the uh, sons of the old Le And he opened a restaurant, I think on 63rd Street. And um, I was at his new restaurant. He opened it six months ago. And there were basically three people there. And I said, what's going on? And he said, well, and he showed me his cell phone. And, you know, once the word of COVID started over again, he was having 30 cancellations a night. So I'm hoping this is quick, like they expect it to be, like to really, like they expect everyone to have it. And I hope that it, I don't think it's ever going away. From what I understand, it's never going away. And with something we're going to have to live with. And I understand there'll be a fourth vaccination for those who think they should take it or not. Um, But I guess it's the new reality. But in saying that, I've had so much time to really think about going forward. I never stay in the same, in the present because, you know, once when I was really young, I probably was your age, or Ace, and I, my boss said, you know, how much are you gonna make this year? And I said, well, what do you need me to make? What number are you putting in? What do you need? He said, no, how much are you gonna make? And I said, I'll make whatever you need me to make. but. He said to me, it's not what you make, it's what you think. And I'm looking at COVID and how it's changed. So much of the way we work, the way we play, the way we, how we mix. um, It it plays a big part in the housing market, how people are having second homes and third homes. it's really going to influence. It's going to influence the workspace. I know there's a, um, a petition going on for four day week, as we speak, uh, and people and 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 those little things will cause people to be able to live further or maybe have two houses. Um, so I want to talk today, and I, I I think that we've done this show how many years? A, ten, twelve, whatever.
3: Oh, wow. It's been over a decade, Dottie, so it's pretty a pretty long decade. time right now.
2: Yeah. So what I'd like to do with the show is, of course, keep its emphasis on real estate and finance and all the legal stuff. But I'd like to also take some of the time in the second half of the show to talk about some of the things that we're seeing happening now that are maybe in preliminary stages, but I think that they're going to be part of where this world goes. And I unfortunately think that there are going to be people that really make tons of money. And some people are just going to miss it. And, or, you know, like some people just live in today and they don't look a little further. And there's so many things happening. So I'm going to introduce a lot of things. And I, I welcome Ace. You, you're really up on things. And Steven. So to, to the second half for us to bring in some newer things and things that we're seeing. Some of them not might might not even be here yet. But what's what's going on? Because there's a lot of things going on. Um, So that's kind of what I want to do. And, Stephen, you probably had the best holiday with children because children make the holidays. How was your holiday?
1: Uh, Thanks for asking. We did did a little bit of skiing upstate New York and um, and otherwise uh, had a chance to relax a bit. So that was very nice.
2: Oh, nice, right? relaxing it
4: was good
2: it was good i want to tell you that the element reports came out and um now it's amazing because as you see the city in my opinion and again i give you an opinion the city has is back if there's people it's busy but it's not 100 percent back yet but even with that despite the year-end acceleration of the latest covid variant now When did that happen? We got a false alarm. A couple, no, we got maybe a couple of weeks ago. They talked about COVID. The market rushed to catch up with the surrounding regions and then some. The number of fourth quarter sales, and now this is in Manhattan, rose to its highest annual fourth quarter total in 32 years. Can you imagine that? The number of fourth, let me say that again. The number of fourth quarter sales rose to its highest annual fourth quarter total in 32 years. Now, that's with the variant coming out. Listing inventory fell by its most significant annual rate in seven years, with the largest market share bidding wars since 2018. And just for those of you who don't know, When there's a limited supply of inventory and there's more buyers than listings, what happens to prices? They go up. Or there's bidding wars, and that's what we're seeing. More than 7 out of 10 sales in Manhattan saw no change in the list price during the market period. However, there were bidding wars. Overall, co-ops, and you know what co-ops are. Co-ops are not real estate they are shares in a corporation co-op tri- price trends indicated move moved above the prior le- year level as larger apartments saw significant gains and i guess that has to do with covid people wanted space condo listing inventory fell at its highest rate in 9 years now what does that mean that means people bought it up so We have the least supply. We lost, you know, in in, in condo inventory that we had in nine years. Luxury median sales price equaled the prior year quarter, but was significantly above the same period two years ago. So two years ago, which is I consider, I guess, pre-COVID. Yeah, pre-COVID, the price was equivalent to what it was before that, before pre-COVID. Luxury gross sales rose to the highest level in more than a decade of tracking and nearly double the prior year total. So now listen to this. Anything that's considered a luxury high end in New York City has got to be over $5 million. That $5 million plus, it could be $10 million, $20 million, that luxury gross sales rose the highest level in more than a decade of tracking nearly double the price of the year's total. So that went way up. New development, which is what, you know, is what just brand new development that's never been lived in. The highest market share of new development sales in two and a half years. So that's really since the pandemic. And the number of new development sales nearly doubles from the same period two years ago. So if you want to say that we couldn't show a lot of it in the beginning, that's one thing. But if you go back to before COVID, I guess it was 2019, it doubled from the same time that year. So everything is way up, way up. And New York really, I I think, is coming back a lot quicker than I even thought it would be. How about you, and Stephen? What do you think?
3: I mean, Dottie, during the pandemic, uh, they were talking the, the economists were discussing five years for New York City to recover to back to pre-COVID times and you know only a year into it this is the second year now and we're seeing record-breaking prices and that's why you know I I always tell everyone timing is everything right and people are sitting on the sidelines and everyone's like ace it's I, I, I really think it's going to go lower I'm like I don't know you know New York City we're resilient we always rebound and here, lo and behold, 2021 uh, prices are, were at its its highest level. And and look, Dottie, you know, he, here on the bank side, we're always looking at stats, statistics, and you know, right, right, right. now that right now the supply chain is really the, the the issue. And there's six million homes less than than households that need homes. Right. So we we think we're going to have at least a three year sort of cycle right now where where it's going to stay pretty compressed in terms of inventory. But again, who knows, right? So it, 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 there's really th- this is almost like the perfect storm Dottie where you still have low rates and I do want to talk about that because the, um, you know, our our famous Federal Reserve, they just had a meeting this past week and... Would you do me a favor? It. I'd
2: love you to talk yeah. about that. I just want to finish this report quick. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Dottie. Because Northern go ahead. Manhattan northern manhattan sales okay sales price trend indicated closed out 221 with annual gains for co-ops and condos and they were above 2019 sales nearly doubled from the prior quarter and were up sharply from the same period two years ago so um, in northern manhattan they were way up and townhouses which really represents a small portion of manhattan i think it's two or three percent and they were not, you know, they were nice, but they were not the easiest things to sell. Uh, now, to townhouses, all price trend indicators were above both prior year levels and levels of 2000, 2019. And listing inventory surged annual, annually, but yet remained well below level C before the pandemic. So townhouses are back. Deals and new developments, Hop and Hat luxury markets, New Year. Manhattan's luxury market started 2022 with a relatively bang, counting, listen to this, 22 luxury contracts signed between December 27th and January 2nd. That's 22 luxury condos. Though, and remember, that time is generally a slow time, unless there's some tax gain for it. Though it's 20 fewer than the previous week. Last week's total marks the highest start of the year since 2006. So we got off to an amazing start in 22. The previous record was 15 contracts signed in 2017. The weekly report tracks fine contracts for Manhattan residential properties at a 4 million and above. I'm going to finish this right after we take a commercial break. And then we're going to talk a little about office space. And then Ace is going to take it away with financing. Lots to know there. We'll be right back. You're listening at Ion Real Estate. I'm here with Ace Wanasupar and Stephen Ebert. And we're so bl- glad to be back. We missed you all.
5: Hey, it's Joe Piscopo. You don't want to miss what's in store for you at Harrah's Resort in Atlantic City. It's the seventh annual 21st Century Drug and Violence Prevention Training Conference put on by LEAD, Law Enforcement Against Drugs. As a community, let's come together as one and help develop our youth into leaders of tomorrow. LEAD partners law enforcement agencies with our educators, community leaders, families to create programs that deter youth and adults from drug use, drug-related crimes, bullying, and violence. They are committed to reinforcing the mutual respect, goodwill, and relations between law enforcement and their communities. Exactly what this country needs. Registration is available for the three day conference at Harrah's Resort in Atlantic City, March 20th through the 22nd. Sign up at leaddrugs.org. That's lead, L E A D Drugs.org. Help bring law enforcement and our community together during these difficult times. Sign up for the seventh annual lead conference today.
1: It's said that if you don't like the weather, just wait a few minutes and it'll change. Well, the weather isn't the only thing changing. Local business owners are saying it's getting harder to sustain their business than it was a few months ago. Let Salem Surround help you today. Our team of local in-market experts will utilize the latest research and marketing technology to deliver media plans that will exceed your expectations. Salem Surround is here to help you achieve success.
0: Learn more at surroundnewyork.com. Surroundnewyork.com. Connecting you with new customers.
1: If you love Broadway, movies, and music, then tune into Broadway at the Russian Tea Room, Sunday afternoons at 5. Host Rob Taub interviews the biggest stars, writers, and directors, plus film and theater critics, along with people behind the scenes, from doctors and fitness experts to casting directors, stagehands, and dressers. It's the only show of its kind, and it's right here on AM 970,
0: The Answer. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com.
4: Dr. Gorka here, and you know me. I am very cynical about products, especially those that claim to help people suffering from pain. So when I tell you that Relief Factor truly works, I want you to know that I mean it. I suffered from a stiff lower back for almost a decade, one so painful it made it difficult to kneel in church on Sundays. When I finally decided to give Relief Factor a try. I didn't ever imagine that I would find myself free of the pain, but that's what happened. Now I take Relief Factor every day. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to Relief Factor.com or call 800 for relief to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference.
1: It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elliman's Vice Chair, Dottie Herman. Hi, you're back. You're listening to I on Real Estate and
2: I'm... So happy to be back with Ace and Steven, myself, Kyle joined us today. Um, we really did miss you the last three weeks and uh, some of us, but I'm finally thinking I'm over the pneumonia. Anyway, we were in the middle of talking about contracts. We're going to finish up with the contracts. I want to give a little Westchester and Long Island and all of them some info, and then we're going to spend a bit of time about mortgaging. Um, New York signed, okay, I, I, I kind of did Manhattan. I did Northern Manhattan. And New York signed contract report covers Manhattan, Brooklyn, Long Island, Hamptons, North, North, North Westchester. So Manhattan contracts for all three property type rose together year over year. So from last year to this year, they rose for the third straight quarter. In addition, newly signed contracts have been sharply higher than the same period two years ago. So we're going back to pre-pandemic, which what they're saying is that the contracts being signed now are higher and there are more than they were before the pandemic. That's all great news for New York City. Notably, new signed contracts for the seventh time in eight months are up. In Brooklyn, for those of you who live in Brooklyn, newly signed contracts for each property, declined year over year, restrained by significant declines in new inventory. Now, they didn't decline because there was no demand for them. Uh, A lot of people were looking for new inventory. They didn't have enough inventory. So if you don't have enough inventory, even though you have a big demand, you're going to have less sales. It doesn't mean the prices go down because the prices will stay high, but it means that a lot of people that would have bought couldn't because there wasn't enough inventory long Island, excluding the hamptons and the north fork um, newly signed contracts for each property type declined year over year since july restrained by more significant decreases in new inventory again wasn't enough supply when there's no supply the demand is there on long island there's not enough supply however single family new signed contract rose annually at the eight hundred thousand threshold, which is a big number for them. In the Hamptons, Hamptons signed contracts for single families declined year over year since June, restrained by significant decreases in new inventory. Same thing. You couldn't find anything in the Hamptons. Everything was rented or sold. So when you don't have inventory and you have a big demand, you're gonna have less sales Not because nobody wants them, just because they don't have them. However, single-family new-signed contracts rose annually at the $5 million threshold, which is a big number. In the North Fork, newly-signed contracts for single-families declined year over year since June. Again, why they declined, the same old story. Not enough inventory. Westchester, same thing. Uh, Newly signed contract for single families declined year over year since July, restrained by significant decreases in new inventory. I could really read them, uh, and they'd be much the same, except when you go to Connecticut. In Fairfield County, in contrast to the region, newly signed contracts for single families and condos have increased year over year each month since July, despite declines in new listings over the same period. But if you go back, Connecticut really kind of was the last one aboard. Everything was going up, and Connecticut was kind of stagnant. So it's kind of, uh, you know, catch, it's all catching up now. And Greenwich, despite this pattern, newly signed contracts for single families compared to the same period two years ago before the pandemic were nearly doubled. So in Greenwich, it nearly doubled. In Manhattan's luxury market started 2022 and there were 22 contracts like I told you. it's unbelievable. Uh, 30 million. I'm just looking at prices. 30 million, 21.5 million. I mean these are just big sales and nothing's stopping the, and I, I, I can only tell you an opinion because nobody knows facts. I've been in this business a long time. And I always learned a long time ago, you know, when I started in, in the real estate, don't go ask somebody who knows nothing a question because you'll get probably the wrong answer. Watch what the people, not that everyone doesn't make a mistake sometimes, but go look at what the people who have money, look at what they're investing in. Now, you might not have the same money to invest in the same things or at the same price range, but look at what they're doing. They're putting their money in real estate. And I think that's for uh, a, lot of, a lot of reasons, okay? I think that we're, in un, we're kind of in uncertain times now. I mean, this COVID thing has kind of, I mean, the stock market's been great, but everyone goes, well, how long can that be great? Well, we don't know. It's been great for a long time. Um, but people believe in New York City. And it's such a resilient city. I've watched it through 9-11. I've watched it through the crisis of 2007-2008. Steven and Ace, you have... What have you... It's that, they fight for it. They're not leaving. And all the people... Like last year, I was in Florida for a month or two. And as much as Florida was great, and it's freezing in New York, and the weather was great, people miss New York City. So... um, and by the way, Toro College is consolidating its scattered Manhattan footprint in the heart of Times Square. And it just signed the 32 year lease for 243 square foot at Management at 3 Times Square Tower, the New York Post reports. And it will be nine floors, and uh, the campus at 3 Times Square will include everything. So. You have to see all the things that are going into the city now. So everything I have to tell you looks up. Again, we don't know the future, uh, but so far, I would not have bet that we would come back this fast. And I'm a betting person, but I would have said we. I always said don't bet against New York City. But we really came back fast. By the way, in the Hamptons. Henry Ford and Calvin Klein topped this year's list. Keeping up with the biggest sales in the Hamptons is no easy feat. The area enjoyed a post-lockdown boom, courtesy of the pandemic, so we were locked down. But many new buyers flocked to the area. In fact, they poached future sales. The top 10 sales totaled $607 million, roughly 35% more than last year. And I'll just give you a couple because I could go on. The most expensive was ninety Jewel Pond Drive, which was 105 million, and sold for the sellers of the former estate of Henry Ford II and their sights set on making Hamptons history. They listed the watermill home at 175 million, well above the Hamptons record at 147. And it's a 20,000 square foot home, but they closed at 70 million below its initial asking price and forty million below its final one. So what does that tell you? Now obviously the higher something is the more flexibility. But you know what? The worst somebody can say is no. And then you had, and that featured 12 bedrooms, 12 bathrooms. The second highest was West End, 75 West End End Avenue, 85 million. And it goes on, 70 million, 60 million. I mean, we sold a lot of properties. Now Am I telling you this because everyone can go out and buy a $70 million property? No. But remember something. When you see the people that have money buying, what does that tell you? They believe in it. And unlike stocks, and let me just tell you the difference. I know a ton of people who made a ton of money in the stock market and became very rich. (laughs) I'm more conservative that way because I can't watch it that way. But I am pretty confident in my own profession that I've watched real estate over the last 30 years. And real estate generally, if you buy right and you can keep it long enough, you know, you're not going to try to flip it, usually appreciates and it's a lot to me, safer investment in the sense that the stock market, you could be at at the top of the world today, and tomorrow something happens to the company and your stocks are worthless. That doesn't generally happen in real estate. So, we're lucky about that. We're going to have a quick break, and then I'd like Ace to take over and talk about what's going on in the financing world a lot we'll be right back. You're listening to Iron Real Estate. I'm here with myself, Dottie Herman, H1025, and Stephen Ebert.
5: Route 22 Toyota. All right. Alex Ginsella, he wants you to know that due to the current landscape in the automotive industry, your current vehicle has never been worth more. That's right. Alex told me that he's paying overbooked value for all makes and models. So get over to Route 22 Toyota in Hillside, New Jersey right now and find out how much your vehicle is worth, whether you lease, finance your vehicle or own it outright. It's worth more now than ever before. Alex says it does not matter if you purchase or lease a new vehicle. They're offering overbooked value for any make or model. Supply is low, which means your vehicle is in demand. And our friends at Route 22 Toyota, they are making it worth your time it's nine seven three seven zero five eighty nine zero five. 8905 you speak to someone on alex's team you get more than ever before for your current vehicle the address at route 22 toyota is 109 route 22 west in hillside new jersey Nine seven three seven zero five eighty nine zero five. 8905 or start here please route 22 toyota.com Hi,
3: folks. This is Jerry Crowley, General Manager at
5: Salem Media Group in New York. I want to tell you
3: about a terrific opportunity we have for two people to join us, one to sell digital advertising and the other to sell radio advertising at the radio station. Please drop me a note at jerry.crowley at Salem.cc if you're interested or you know someone who might be interested in joining us. jerry.crowley at Salem.cc. Thank you very much.
1: Exergen would like you to know about an important new study by the FDA. It confirms what the medical community has always known. Non-contact thermometers are not accurate, and they fail to meet FDA requirements for accuracy and labeling. With new strains of COVID on the rise, we can't afford to tolerate rampant false temperature readings from non-contact thermometers. Accurate temperature measurements are essential. You need Exergen thermometers because they are accurate and backed by over 100 clinical studies. Be sure, be accurate with Exergen. Learn more at exergen.com.
0: Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com.
4: Administrative Assistant, Brooklyn. Answer phones, general administrative functions, create and manage perishable inventory databases, maintain documentation for health department, manage payroll and oversee bookkeeper. Develop and manage website and printed marketing materials. Required. Associate's degree, business, or related, or two years experience job duties. Knowledge of. Small business management, financial management, and accounting principles. Business methods and communication. English and composition. Speech. Send resume to job number three, Okamoto Holdings, LLC, 568 Union Avenue, GNH, Brooklyn, New York, 11211. Hey, it's Joe
5: Piscopo. We're going to be in Atlantic City to support our local community. March 20th through 22nd, it's the 7th Annual 21st Century Drug and Violence Prevention Training Conference put on by LEAD, Law Enforcement Against Drugs. They are committed to reinforcing the mutual respect, goodwill, and relations between law enforcement and their communities. Sign up at LEADDrugs.org. It's LEADDrugs.org. Sign up for the 7th Annual LEAD Conference today. (laughs)
1: It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elliman's Vice Chair, Dottie Herman. You're
2: back. You're listening to I Am Real Estate. I'm here with myself, Dottie Herman's Ace Soup Harp and Steven Ebert. And um, we left the show talking about um, ACE, was going to start to talk to you about the financing world and what's going on there. And we're hearing all these crazy things of interest rates going up. Why don't you give us a briefing, ACE?
3: Yeah, Dottie. I mean, you know, on, on the topic of prices going up, uh, we may see rates um, continue to go up this year as well. So, it, you know, if, if you're looking to buy and you're on the fence. You know, this, this probably is going to be uh, one of the best times to buy with rates being so low. But this week, the Federal Reserve announced that they will be tapering off their purchases on mortgage-backed securities for our listeners. Wait, say that to again? Kind of, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it one more time. So the Federal Reserve announced that they'll be tapering off their purchases on mortgage-backed securities, you know, during the pandemic. The Federal Reserve, the government had to step in and purchase trillions of dollars on mortgage-backed securities to continue to add liquidity into the into the into the marketplace, thus keeping rates artificially artificially low, Dottie, because of the pandemic, right? So right. they're trying to stimulate the economy by keeping the interest rates low lower. But this week they announced that they will be pulling back now, and hopefully the economy will will sort of recover on its own. So that. So that really entails that rates are going to actually start to go up. And they also announced that they do think that by the sort of latter part of this year, there's going to be about three rate hikes, right? Nothing to nothing for our listeners to get too concerned or uh, too anxious, but, you know, we will see rates start to climb up just a little bit above the 3%, 3% range. And we all know that once rates go up, then it just creates less of a buying power for our buyers. So it's just one of those things for us to keep in mind as a community, right? We're we're on we're on the show every Saturday to inform you with what's going on uh, with the latest news, and it's it's important for you to consider that when you're either looking to buy or if you feel like you want to wait a little bit because prices seem a little bit higher right now. You, you just have to kind of weigh your options, and if rates go up by let's say. You know, I don't know. Maybe maybe a point or so. Does that really change your buying power by the end of the year well, if you wait for prices to come down? So so you know, it, it's one of those things where you just want to think about it, Dottie, right? So we're we're just here to think
2: about it, educate you guys, but, yeah. But I think you want to also emphasize not only for the buyer. Of course, the buyer. It's, if you are in the market now, you should definitely. If you find something you like, don't buy something you don't. But then you should buy it. But if you're a seller and you're thinking, and I know a lot of sellers who say, oh, maybe the price will go up higher and higher, and they're holding off. I wouldn't know yeah, right, you are in the yeah. perfect time. Perfect. Because if rates are going to go up, which means people will have less buying power. Correct. So Correct. If you're, it's, a perfect,
3: it's a perfect storm right now, Dottie. If you're a seller, you want to sell now, if you're a buyer, you may not want to wait till rates go up. So if you can find something that you love, you know, uh, we always say timing is everything. So.
2: And what are know. the rates now, Eight.
3: It's still hovering right around 3%, Dottie. You know, if you have great credit score, which really means if you have a credit score of 740 or above, you'll get right around 2.875, Dottie. So you're, you're still below the 3% mark, right? So it's still astronomically low. I-
2: <laughs> oh, because I was reading three
3: yeah, point four that yeah it's not it's not three point four percent if you have good credit, you can still get two point eight seven five uh some banks three percent it's all about credit it's all about credit dottie so
2: so it says exactly what you said some thirty year rates are still around three and some fifteen year rates are around two percent now Ace, all Right. where there's no right advice for everyone there's no one size fits all but what circumstances would you suggest or advise somebody to take a 15-year mortgage which would be how much less i mean if over 30 interest
3: rate yeah I, you know a 15-year mortgage used to be really really popular because obviously you're paying less of an interest rate but your term is condensed um, to half of, of a thirty-year term, so your payment is actually quite large, Dottie. But uh-huh. you know, in today's day and age, I, we don't really see too many fifteen-year fixed rate un, unless you're like maybe um, older in age and you know you want to pay off your mortgage quickly because you don't want you don't want any debt. But if you're if you're not if you look, uh, you know, there's not one right answer. But I think because we're in such a low rate environment. If you're, if you're getting a 30 year fixed rate and you're at a 3% rate or even a 2.875 rate, you're not going to see much difference between a 30 year and a 20 year in terms of the rate. But what you're going to see is a huge monthly payment difference because it's almost half of the term. So it's double the payment. So it kind of forces people to, to go with the 15 year fix to really go with a higher payment. And you may be constrained to that high payment. But on a 30 year fix, you're still having a, a pretty low rate, but you have the flexibility to prepay if you have additional dollars, right? So I'm not recommending anyone to any product or another, but I would say that if you weigh out your options, that lower rate on the 15-year isn't as attractive, um, just because the payments are almost double of what you would have on a 30-year fixed rate. So okay. I, I try to I try to tell tell our listeners, you know, keep yourself flexible, and 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 I would actually have you be a little bit more cash heavy so that you're more flexible to do other things if you have that extra money than just putting it all in your um, housing expense right so just have some diversity that's that's all i'm saying
2: right. or you, know, for, you for could it. kind of do what i did i took a mortgage out years ago when i bought my house in the hamptons and i i didn't even think i could afford it but those days you know they said do you want this house i said yeah but i don't qualify they said that's all right you could have it so i Anytime I had a little extra money, I put it into the house. Now, that's not good advice for everyone. But I was determined that by the time I was 40, that my daughter, I had my daughter young, that if anything happened to me, she would have that house paid for. And so anytime that I had a little extra money. So if you do take a 30-year mortgage and you do want to pay it off quickly, you can do that, right? I mean, there's no penalty.
3: Oh no, penalties at all, Dottie. And a good trick um, that someone taught me is that if you pay an extra payment every year, just once a year, you can almost reduce your your principal and interest by almost seven years, Dottie. Just pay that one extra payment a year, right? And pay it all towards principal. You could probably reduce the term by seven years just by doing it um, every single year. You know, so it's a you know if, if you have the ability to save. Um, it's a good it's it's a good way to pay down your mortgage quicker, and uh, not pay all that interest. So,
2: right, 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 right. Now, you know, buying is a big advantage, but isn't the rule of thumb? I think you taught this to me. That the rough rule of thumb is if you don't plan on staying in a home,
4: or an area,
2: a long time longer than three to five years, renting is often a better option.
3: Um, I, I think I think really, depends. you know, it's it's depends. it it's really yeah. depends. It really depends, Dottie. Yep, you know,
2: rents are so, but rents are so high now. They're like I think sometimes it's yeah. cheaper to own a house.
3: I know, Dottie. The the, the rental um, prices are astronomical right now, especially in Manhattan. Um, they were giving away, you know, maybe like I would say amenities and things of that nature in the pandemic, and now you look at it and. They're back to pre pre pandemic levels,
2: you know, so let me uh, explain this. Those people who, in the beginning of the pandemic, took a chance and bought Manhattan. They deserve that they made money already because. They did it and they took a risk and they they bet on New York and they said to themselves, I'm betting on New York coming back. I might as well buy now. And those people already made money but you can still make money because I'm noticing that a lot of the foreigners aren't back yet because of the restrictions still. So what do you think that foreigners will add to this?
3: Oh, foreigners are going to add a tremendous amount of um, just buyers. Right. And I think once you have competition coming in, that might actually squeeze prices to go higher. And that's what people were saying. You know, a lot of, a lot of folks were anticipating foreigners to come back into the marketplace, thus driving maybe prices even higher. So that's with low inventory. So that's that, that that's something to really take into account, Dottie. You know, for the, for the buyers that are here local right now, uh, this may be a short window for them to really pick up um, homes that they that they love at a at a pretty pretty good price right now. You know, with more foreign buyers coming in, and you know they still look at U.S. Hi. as a safe haven. Right. So you, you look at other governments in other countries taxing the rich, you know, there still is a, a place for them to really park their money. So um, it's it's they're they're coming. So, there's a, um,
2: yeah, there's a question for you, Ace. Paul in Oceanside has a question about whether to finance a co-op or a condo in Arizona. I kind of vague. Yeah. So you might have to ask him some more questions.
3: I mean, yeah, are you on the line? Paul?
2: Paul, are you on the line or is that a text I just got?
3: No, I'm on the line. Hi, Paul. Happy Saturday.
6: Hi. Happy Saturday to you.
3: Yes. So you're looking to buy a co-op or a condo in Arizona, Paul? And is it your second home or are you moving there?
6: No. Here's the deal. Um, my wife and I are in our 70s. Um, We've been in this co-op for 20 years, and we'd like to move to Arizona permanently. Uh, We're looking to buy a co-op or a condo, uh, preferably in the Scottsdale area. Okay. Uh, The price is going down a little bit because they had skyrocketed.
3: Yeah, right now. Yeah, Paul, Arizona, Scottsdale, it's an amazing market right now. Um, prices are continuing to to go higher and higher because a lot more folks are moving there. Uh, but that doesn't mean that you can't find a great deal there either, right, Paul? Now, in terms of a co-op and, and condo, a co-op will be probably cheaper in price um, because you're owning a a stock um, in terms of a, um, a cooperative right. shares. I own a co-op. Correct, correct. But if you buy a condo, prices may be a yeah. little bit higher but carrying charges may be lower, right? So it really depends on what you're looking for. But in in both cases, you can finance. Um, Paul, I can help you if you want to give me a call Um, after the show. You can leave your number with the producer, and I'll call you. I'll walk you through different options. But Arizona right now, Scott, it's a great great market out there, Paul. So, I mean, um, I I don't blame you for wanting to move out there, but, yeah.
6: Well, my wife and I have been going out there and renting for 20 years. Uh, we stayed at a place called Tuscana, um, which is in uh, near near the Marriott in the uh, East Ridge area. And it's beautiful. I love it. And we decided that we can't take the cold. Um, we can get maximum price for our co-op, our co-op here, which is kind of an inducement to try and do it within the next year or two um and, and that's the bottom line so we're looking for something we have friends out there helping us look but uh you know well, let me ask you or, yeah go ahead
2: do you have to sell this house to buy that do you have to sell the house that you have here
6: yeah i can't carry two and that's okay. i rent this one um which is a possibility um, that I have on the table as well. I can sublease this co-op. No, but, I
2: think you have a good year that the prices are going to be, like, high. I'm just curious. Yeah. Like, you found something there and you wanted to buy it. Do you have to sell this? Because you might want to be in a position, because the market is good on Long Island. You're from Long Island, correct? Yeah, um, okay. the, the, the market is good there. So you might, You know, ask for a price a little bit higher than you think that you should get. And you know what? If you sell it, you might be wise to just move it to a rental and uh, while the prices are high. I mean, it's just a thought.
6: I hear you. It's not the first time I've I've heard that. Um, It makes sense. The only problem is I don't know if I can carry two without renting one of the two. Um, Right. Right. What went for... I'll give you an example. In, in this place called Toscana, which is a wonderful development in Desert Ridge, a two-bedroom went for about 225 Now it goes for 325 and a wow. one-bedroom is $225. Um, so, you know, it, it's tough. But they're building, constantly building in Arizona, and they're building another development right across the street. And I have my friends looking out for it just to see what's going on and how much and, you know, all the details. But uh, I love Arizona. Uh, I have many, many friends who have just moved to Florida permanently. Some stay there six months. And I have nothing against Florida, but I prefer Arizona.
2: Well, you've been there 20 years, so it's like home to you. Yeah, uh, good I, I luck in really Keep us
3: posted. Love to keep up with your story. Um, yeah, Paul. And, 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 and to Dottie's point, I, I would recommend you looking to put your home on the marketplace first, right? And if you have a buyer, sometimes it'll take 60 days to close. It'll allow you 60 days to either rent or find something in, in Arizona as well. And if you want to have, have a couple buddies out there um, in the real estate uh, industry, I can I can put you in touch with them too to look at homes
2: I as well. I
6: appreciate that. I appreciate that. Thank All right, you.
2: Paul. Leave your number Thanks. with Have a these. great 22. And I'm going to talk about the megaverts.
1: Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A